Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Robot Brittany. And I was unprepared for that twist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll. Uh, three. Well, so that, that makes that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right for this episode. We're going to do great. That role now places us in what? A robotic wasteland. I was not prepared for that twist either. No. Did, you, did you guys think that that was going to be where they were headed with this episode? Never at all would I have guessed Once that. they started with the Terminator music, <laughs> mm. I had an mm. inkling. I had a deep hope. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I will say. Um... I've never seen Terminator, uh, so when someone talks about a future ruled by robots, to me, it sounds like a great idea, because I love robots. <laughs> I'm like, Nell's probably loving this. I was loving she this. She welcomes our new robotic <laughs> yeah, overlords. For sure. It, it does not go very well in Terminator. That's the impression the, the I get. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I will say, Terminator, the Terminator is one of my favorite movies. Like, really? it is. So good. I truly love it. And so when the music started playing, I had to listen to this several times because I just kept thinking like, God, I just kind of want to watch Terminator now. It's like, (laughs) I have to restart because I'm just thinking Terminator. But I got it all listened to quite a few times. I I love this episode. It is so much fun. This one is a lot of fun. I I hope our boys were just as excited to land in this desolate future full of Robot uh, fancies, I guess. Wires Full on the ground. Full of Description yeah. of all the grass being gone and replaced <laughs> with little wires was just the best. Like, that, like, cinched everything together for me. I was like, this is the best possible future for all of us right now, I think. Yeah. I liked that, that Griffin was trying to be, like, really serious and ominous at the beginning. And then at the end was like, I don't know, cyberbirds. Yeah. It's ominous. <laughs> And so when the boys wake up and having gone to sleep in Faerun and waking up here with this person in front of them, did you girls know that this was going to be Angus? Like, did either of you have an inkling? No. <laughs> um, it, it crossed my mind like a split second before he said it. So I don't think that really counts. I didn't I didn't have enough lead on it to think that maybe it was going to be Angus. Yeah, I had no right. idea who I expected it to be. Part of me was thinking maybe even like Boyland. Mm. When yeah, he that, started that was... talking that's exactly who yeah. I thought of with yeah. Boyland. I think just because his voice matched him. Mm. I feel like that was it. And I was like, oh, or alternate It might universe. be. Right. That would have been very good. When Boyland introduces himself, he does it in that same, my name uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> yeah, so I, I immediately was like, oh, Boyland. And then it was not. And... So I think I, I what I like to imagine is Justin's uproarious laughter. Oh, I laughed the was exact also same. Taco's laughter. Yes, there was a lot oh of audience goodness. reaction too, and I know like they they know that they can just sort of say character names and people will cheer. Of course. Which I mean, you know, I've done it. I it's, it's fine. We I own them. that, but. But yeah, this this one in particular, I think people were people were definitely surprised and delighted. Yeah. I think part of it's also that we get, we've gotten such a variation of Anguses, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> like high school right, Angus was right. I want to see that trio of <laughs> Angus cosplayers. Yeah. And I feel like you could even do four because you've got train Angus, then you've got balance yeah. Angus. Mm-hmm. Bureau. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Bureau Angus. It, wow, golly, Bureau Angus. There's all my words. Mm-hmm. Then you've got high school Angus. And now we've got futuristic John Connor Angus. Post-apocalyptic Angus. Maybe maybe the uh, the last, I mean, I hate to say last, but maybe the last Balance Live show yeah. will be Crisis on Ooh. Infinite Anguses. Mm. I have to call like all Angus. Have all the Anguses crossover. That'll be the new um, for Sherlock's and a vampire situation. For Anguses for and Anguses. a robot, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. Frankenstein. Ooh. A werewolf. Werewolf. Called it. Listen, boys, we're we're a little think tank over here. We're happy to work with you. Oh, uh, speaking though to reactions toward Angus, uh, Clint and Justin's reaction to Angus outgunning Magnus is one hundred percent canon in universe. Those like ooh, oh, definitely. both of them very like oh look at you, look at this. Absolutely, I'm behind that. Magnus, look out. <laughs> also, for what it's worth, I have to imagine this back and forth is happening in and around the bedrolls. Also, while you would think the boys are wearing PJs if they fell asleep in Faerun. Hmm, maybe they mm-hmm. didn't fall asleep at 
Bedtime? I don't know. Like maybe. It, maybe it was like a nap. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. It was nap. It was nap time. They take their normal <laughs> midday nap. The that does track. I feel like that would be I could see something definitely that they have some ants on a log and then mm. they take a nap. <laughs> Otherwise they're and they just wait for the time for cartoons. Right. Uh-huh. Kravitz made them all a quick midnight or not even midnight, a quick noon snack, <laughs> sent them off to bed. You guys are gonna be grumpy later. Go sleep now. And then they wake up here. And then they wake up and immediately Angus is like, who are you? It's like, well, how did you not notice them earlier, Angus? A watchful eye. I wonder if, I mean, that's true. That when they all had to make up fake names because they didn't realize who they were talking to. <laughs> I mean, I guess on the one hand, you can be like, of course, because he do- they don't look like this universe's Magnus and Taco and Merle, you would assume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is wondering, like, are you guys faking? Are you trying to infiltrate? Maybe it was a, a trick kind of question, just to make sure nobody like, was trying to get oh, him. could be. Well, I mean, and be honest, how many times have you not recognized a friend in a different cosplay? Hmm, I guess, yeah, if it's a really good cosplay. Sometimes you're like, oh my god, I didn't <laughs> realize that was you. I love that was you. OMG, I took your picture 12 times. <laughs> so it could have been that. You're right. Uh, can we take a second and talk about the I, the uh, wonderful, amazing visual and audio that they gave us of Griffin coming into the costume? <laughs> I was really hoping that's where you were going. And yes, push grooming them out. <laughs> that being their so voice good. for Griffin. I saw... <laughs> that's just... It reminds me of how we will do our brother's voice Listen, as needed. Our brother sounds exactly like this. That's the voice he has. <laughs> So apparently it's just, that's what all families do. You give your little brother just a really great voice that sounds exactly like them. (laughs) Oh, he's going to love it. And in this case, we got to see, yes, now we have Griffin showing up similarly to Clint McElroy, the janitor showing up in the balance universe. Yes. (laughs) And in my brain, I imagine um, the Carrie Peach version of him. Oh, good. (laughs) Like just a literal cartoon of him just like, hey, hey. Get on out of here. Go on, get out. (laughs) See, I don't have that little brother voice down perfectly. I don't even want to try. You'll get it. It's in your heart. You know it. You'll you'll tap into it. Okay, then. There we go. That's that's as good as I can get it. It's like when you ask everybody to do a Donald Duck impression, and it's always going to be hilarious and always going to be. It's always cursed. Don't go down. Don't go down this rabbit hole. We won't do it here. We'll save that for a slumber party episode. Okay, perfect. Um, So speaking of Carrie, uh, my next note here says that we have Magnus, Carrie, and Killian all as lieutenants, which, you know, just makes me think, I bet they had, like, so much fun in Academy together. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say when he's like, what the hell? Angus is a captain. Like, of course Angus is a captain. (laughs) Obviously. He studied and mastered that shit. Like, there are Mm -hmm. exams you have to take. This is not a show how strong you are situation. You gotta know shit. (laughs) Of course Angus is a captain. Rushing in is not a great leadership quality, I would say generally. Mm, I would agree with you there. Yeah. But for sure, he, Carrie, and Killian were lieutenants together, just like grab-assing and whatnot. That's another reason why Angus uh, outranked him and all of them more quickly, because he he was a little <laughs> bit in on the nonsense, but mostly, yes, focused on his studies. Where these three, you can't keep them apart, and they're always going to have a great time. Exactly. Maybe he was waiting um, for the other two. Magna? Let's be real. Kill- Killian was waiting for the other two. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Well, and speaking of great times, we're about to get into our first fight. Whether or not these boys have armor, which they don't, congratulations. <laughs> you look like fantasy weirdos going out into this Terminator-style <laughs> battlefront. And Brock Knifebone <laughs> will lead the way, which, at first, I was like, wait, this sounds like an MST3K Space Mutiny boy, or name. And so I yeah. put it, I was like, I know I've heard the name Brock Sixstone before. And I have on this show. He was just the Beheader's partner from the Stunt Spectacular. <laughs> he sure yes. was. I'm just, all I want to say is Griffin has a type. <laughs> he certainly does. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Brock doing, well, part of the Independence Day speech prior to being exploded <laughs> by lasers. <laughs> he hit the best parts. I know. Now that part made me think of you, Brittany, because I know, I know you love an Independence I do. Day. I do love it a lot. I love a lot of things, clearly. You love a big sci-fi epic story. True. Um, and unfortunately true. for Brock, <laughs> this is where his ends. 
he gone. Yes, <laughs> he just gets evaporated. Well, don't stand in front of the doors as they're opening. Don't do to it. To do your dramatic speech, I think, is the... With your back That's it. Don't, don't. To the yeah. enemy. I don't, I don't care how, like, enthralled your, <laughs> your armies are, your platoons. Don't put your back to the enemy. They don't got your back that good. No. I mean, how can they? And he pays for it. And uh, so now that puts everybody in a great mood to go out and fight. And I did write down, I had to write down so I would be able to keep track of everybody. We have, oh, what up? Ah! Avi's here with the infantry. And they're going to be the one versus seven robots. And then we have the rangers, which is Killian's group. Mm -hmm. And they're versus the tower, this like Mm -hmm. robot tower. Great. Loving it. And then there's the magic users led by Leon the Artificer. And they're going to take on the tank. And then Magnus wants the dog for himself. <laughs> but even as we start the battle, it's like, just right. kidding, Taco's got it. Nice try. I do like that they totally pulled, like, Risk, like, <laughs> let me be the first to say, I ain't never played Risk. I don't know how to actually do it, but... I have. Okay, Anne, is this is this what Risk is like? Anne, I bet you're good at it. Are you fighting uh, giant dogs and whatnot? So, not, no. It's not really like Risk at all. It's like other kinds of strategy games. I would say it is, it is not particularly like Risk. Okay. Um, Risk is, I don't, I mean, I have not played it since I was very, very young. I admit when I first started playing it, I was too young to understand the rules, which I think was intentional on my brother's part, um, because then he could beat me and then I did start winning and then we stopped playing. So I'm not really sure. (laughs) Brother Kern. Uh, Siblings. Not, not, yeah, I haven't played it in a long time, but, but yeah, it's more, um, kind of large, larger scale than that. Cause you're really working on country scales as opposed to. Um, trying to target something more, right. and this is more like a like a strategy, like a Final Fantasy Tactics kind of a thing. Oh, that's okay. what I would say. That's what I was thinking. Gotcha. This is the point where Brittany had to go tend to her cat Derek, who you probably heard earlier, and we pick back up with Taco stealing Magnus's first target. Taco must have everything for himself. <laughs> you just you gotta roll better, Magnus slash Travis. Get that initiative. That really is what it came down to. Like, I like Magnus's tactics. I think he's got a good tactical mind here at the beginning. Um, But yeah, uh, unfortunately for Magnus, who loves action, Taco did get the higher roll. So he is going to take on this dog first. And immediately using that magic, Stone skins the dog. Yeah, I've not... I don't know of a lot of examples where somebody has used this as like an offensive spell in this way. Yeah, like I'm going to stop this creature from moving. Yeah, this is a, it's very non-traditional. Yeah. I like it. He's a clever boy. Wow. I totally skipped all of this stuff in my notes. Oh, don't worry. I got you covered. Okay. Uh, the, the disadvantage for all of them of this really complicated battlefield with multiple enemies on it is that uh, in terms of who gets to go next, the robot squad gets to go next yeah. and and fires this laser barrage that only Taco dodges. And I kept picturing like as Griff as immediately as Griffin was was describing this, I was like, Taco's the only one at the anime rave who's a decent dancer. <laughs> yes. like everybody else is doing a terrible job and he's like flipping glow sticks around and not exactly. getting hit. He's got the ones on the like on the strings that you whipping on their yeah, helicoptering yeah. around. I want him to bust those out God, with the beautiful. lasers. And yeah, he just I I loved Griffin's description of like water. Girl, you know. He's a fucking flip wizard. Hell yeah. You thought you could bring him down to Wonderland? Hell no. Sit back down. <laughs> Luckily for Magnus, even though Taco kinda took his hit when he wanted to he wanted to fight a giant dog, he didn't get to. Uh, but he does one-shot a big robot tower. He does. That's pretty dope. Very true. I yeah, mean, you Killian's don't... not thrilled. <laughs> you don't really need strategy when you have Magnus, honestly. You don't. <laughs> I mean, he laid it out well, but then he was like, and then I'm just going to do whatever I want. <laughs> Mr. One-Man Army with his, like, no. multiple attacks. Right? <laughs> exactly. I thought that they would each, like, take a faction. Like, oh, Taco will go with the magic users and kind of... Yeah, it kind of seemed mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, and... Nope. Not. We got it. We'll just take all of these things out ourselves. Thank you so much. Kill Steel. <laughs> Even the way Griffin said it, I was like, yeah, that's her. That's perfect. I felt that, though, where you're like, I'm going to get this sucker. And then mean. someone else comes in and takes her. You're like, yeah. God damn it. It's like, yeah, the deed is done, but ugh, I really wanted it to be mine. But I wanted it. Mm-hmm. I had My a big glory. plan for this. And Magnus, you know, if that were the case, he'd be like, Taco took mine. What? Oh, yeah. That I had is, to... Huh. <laughs> Just a lot of whining back and forth, you know. 
I do love the thought of him, though, jumping on the dog for a quick pick and then running after the dog. <laughs> Hi. And then, like, okay, but for realsy, watch this. And then one shot's a tower. It was all very, it looked great. It was real quick. And then he takes out the tank in the same move, <laughs> his he, same turn. Or he at least he jumps over to okay. it. He yeah, mounts he, like, it. Yeah. yeah. He mounts it. He doesn't destroy it. After. <laughs> well, and yeah. he doesn't destroy it. <laughs> nah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> but before we even get there, Merle's going to take his turn. I'm. Everybody was really kind of bringing it in this first battle, and I, I'm here for all of it. Um, I don't even know if Merle goes next, but he's the one I have written down here next. He does, yeah. Perfect. Because um, he's he turns the field into wintertime, <laughs> which I do wonder. I'm like, does Clint realize he's going to hit everybody and just not care? Or did he genuinely forget? Either way, I'm here for it. And I support it wholeheartedly. Well, these are really big areas of effect in his defense. Yeah. I mean, I think it is, you know, you're sort of thinking like, oh, I'm going to attack the bad guys. And then you're like, oh, wait, I do have a lot <laughs> of allies are... in this same this same yeah. range. <laughs> and here's where I have to bring up my rule book. Uh-oh. And I, I might have missed something, but okay, here's, here's my question. Uh-huh. At some point, did Merle also become a druid? Did I miss that? Genuinely asking, like not trying to be a dick. I don't. Uh, no. Because I know Magnus cleric. went. He's uh, part rogue. Went dual. No, yeah. I don't think he's dual classing. I'm pretty sure it's only minus. Merle should have. He should have. So here's the problem. Literally every spell he uses except oh. for the heal is a druid spell and not a cleric <laughs> you spell. You know, I wondered. I really every did. Every single one. And I was like, oh, <laughs> But he had the cards. So at one point, I'm like, what deck of cards does he have? Uh, or are they on the iPad? Because then they talk about clicking things. Here's my new so headcanon. just pull up these seem fun. <laughs> here's my new headcanon. He did, like, the quick and dirty version of, like, going dual technique or whatever I it's called. I totally see like, it and back this, for right? sure. Like, he didn't go about it in the traditional sense like Magnus did, where Magnus was like... Carrie, I would love to learn from you. Merle went on to Fantasy Google and was like, how do I also use druid spells? <laughs> he was on Yahoo, Fantasy Yahoo Answers. <laughs> that's exactly. It. That's what he did. Well, and it makes sense with Pan being his deity. That's why he doesn't understand, like, oh, this will hit everybody. Oh. Ooh, this <laughs> all track. We all have to figure this out. Yeah. We've solved it. But so I, was, it I was laughing a lot about it because I was like, maybe I missed something, genuinely. And I don't like, think yeah, you he, did, he, but... He's dual now. Okay. But yeah, every single one of them was like, oh, <laughs> oh, Merle, oh, Clint. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just don't remember. We'll, we'll just, we're going to give Clint the benefit of the doubt that he remembers a thing that we it. do not. That's true. I'm just saying, yeah, he, he, he uh, double majored at some point <laughs> and I support him. I'm telling you, he printed it out. And was like, sign my name. There you go. I'm also a druid now. <laughs> a lot of, of plant-related extracurriculars. Yeah. <laughs> Off of Fantasy Google. He went to Fantasy, Fantasy Phoenix Online. Literal <laughs> Phoenix <it>. Online. <laughs> <laughs> he went to a literal Phoenix and was like, can you help me with this? There is. They actually make that joke in, in Hello from the Magic Tavern. <laughs> there is actually a oh, university of Phoenix. Here's our crossover. We did it. Everybody's suddenly oh, shaking hands. Oh, hi. Look, all of our friends are here. <laughs> Matt Young is here. Hello. We did it. <laughs> all right. Back to this story. Now that that's been settled. Now uh, all the robots are flat on their back right. anyway, regardless of oh whether gosh, this was a druid spell. So the, the effect is still the same. It knocked them all over. It was adorable and hilarious. And they're all just firing from flat on their backs, <laughs> missing completely everything. <laughs> Very Stormtrooper-esque. Yes. We learned that tanks can't shoot themselves, of course. They're very sad about it, apparently. Their one weakness. <laughs> their, it's the one. Taco, though, can hit a tank. And Justin slash Taco's kind of wrestling with whether or not to do this thing that <laughs> will affect his dear friend Magnus. 
it's the it's the content I'm here for. Yeah, I love that he was shouting that at the end that Justin said the taco was in fact shouting that across the battlefield. <laughs> I'm just picturing mine is like totally standing was. on this at the top of this tank, like, like what are you? What? About? Yeah, like huh? Like yeah, what's and fine? Then it's I like know. oh shit, I'll totally take care of it then. Because he does jump. He and the one robot get out of the way in t- in time for those bolts to come down, fry this tank, fry the robots inside. And then it lands on the other robot. So, you did it. Taco, he keeps being like, oh, what is Magnus trying to do? Just kidding. (laughs) I did it first. Magic. (laughs) Gosh, was that his his push the whole time? Oh, there's Magnus. Watch this. He's just trying to drive him nuts. Take care of that. And it's because of something like (laughs) Magnus ate his extra snack before their nap. And so he's like, all right. That's how we're going to play it. Probably. Oh, you know what it was. Kravitz made one special for him that, like, was just a little bit more aesthetically pleasing or, like, had an extra raisin on it or something. And, yeah, Magnus took that one. Magnus took it. (laughs) Now Taco's out for petty revenge. Canon. This is canon now. It's canon. And you know what else is canon? Magnus doesn't even realize it. (laughs) He's just like, all right, I'll just try something else then. (laughs) Because then he takes out... What's even next? Yeah, he he feels bad for a second about the army on the ground. Or maybe he doesn't. I don't remember. Briefly. Yeah, okay, for a moment. Yeah, all these bots on the ground. He's like, well, time to do what I do, which is just annihilate them. The second they brought up that they were in a total robot Mm -hmm. world, I... I was like, well, Magnus must be so happy. Like, he's going to get to pull so so many arms off. That (laughs) collection is growing so much. It's his element. Yeah, Magnus takes out all of the prone robots, like, really. F- I mean, because it's like it's, first move, yeah. he takes out half of them, and then second, he takes out oh, the yeah. other half, just, like, pops their heads off. With Not even splitter. counting it. Right. The dog has, at that point, slid into the distance. <laughs> yeah, dog, we don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> That's him. my favorite. <laughs> the visual of the dog just sliding so away. So it's, it's just them trying to walk away. Oh, because then they have to, they have to roll for the, the ice around them. And yeah. Magnus and Taco both make it, and Merle doesn't. So I picture it like Magnus and Taco are doing some lovely ice skating, like, oh, hold hands, and, like, we'll just ice skate across. And then there is uh, Merle hanging on to, like, Magnus's shirt tail, just skidding along behind him. So cute. I was picturing, like, the slow-motion squad walk, only only Taco and Magnus are are walking just fine on the ice, or, like, kind of skating along the ice, and then poor Merle is, like, slipping (laughs) and about to fall on his ass and grabbing everybody's coats. All in slow motion. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) That's the visual. They get down to a hill, and they find... My new favorite character in any reality. Hell yeah. In any fiction. Girl. A battle-hardened, half-robotic Lucretia with... So, she has both robotic binoculars and robotic eyes. How far can she she see? (laughs) She can see into time and space, I swear. She's watching what, spoiler alert, a hodgepodge 2 ate for breakfast that morning. She can see so well (laughs) with these eyes and these binocs. She's looking into the other realities, like, what's going on in my other world? Oh. Man, I look good. Well, and of course she gives Magnus the perfect greeting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see someone cosplay this this Lucretia. Come on, I really hope somebody does. Like, I know it was a one episode thing and she's only in it briefly, but oh, it's so Mm. good though. It so doesn't matter. Someone's going to do it and they're going to kill it. Oh, they're going to kill it. There are these two beautiful... Just, I call them the Amazons at my gym because they're just these like gorgeous women with like these amazing muscles. And that's where I was like, yes, if either of them were nerds, I'd be like, well, you listen, come to this convention. You got to cosplay <laughs> this character. You're perfect for her. You have to convert them. This is your job. I mean, okay. It's true. Do you, you like j- podcasts? Just accidentally have it playing out loud and be like, oh, I'm G. I'm so oh, sorry. Pardon me. Oh, you were oh. into that? Oh, let me, let me play yeah. you this episode. It's real good. <laughs> Cut to a couple months from now, they're guesting on the show. It's going to be great. (laughs) Mm. So they do the arm clasp with the glistening muscles. You can see it all so clearly. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine there's a freeze frame for a moment. You son of a bitch. (laughs) They clasp hands at freeze frames. There's like a text underneath them. Oh, absolutely. It's like when Magnus and Merle were BFF with the the Roach Mandibles. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you get another beautiful freeze frame 
So now we have to figure out, we learn that Carrie has gotten into the tower. We can see the hole in the mm-hmm. door where she and her crew have made it in. Of course she did. She's amazing. How do we get the rest of mm-hmm. them in and past this army of 300 robots? Which, again, sounds great when you are not familiar with the Terminator and robots in your mind are just, <laughs> like, hot and cute and great. This is not the welcome wagon. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, did they ask? Do they know? Do they know? I guess the robots do seem to be the ones who were kind of like seeking out them. I guess they have murdered a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, right at the top, pretty much, Griffin said that they were trying to exterminate all non-robot life, so I kind of feel like it was maybe fairly clear from context. I mean, it seems like everybody's at least half robot at this point. I mean, they've adapted. That is a good point. At what point, what is the percentage yeah, that's a that's a this real. This is our good. This is our good ethical question. Yeah, it's a deep existential one. I think this is a real question too. Yeah, this is like Ooh. that boat question. I forget what it's for called, show. but it's like if when you're replacing parts of the boat. Yes. At what point is it the same boat? Like if you replace every board on a boat over time, is it the same boat or is it a completely different boat? I wish I could remember the name of that question. It's called something. I think it's just, I think boat it's just called like the boat problem. I think it is. I'm not sure. I don't know that it has a I name. I just but... played the nonary games and they brought it up in there and I feel like it had a name. Yeah. But... Uh, it's called Where's Your Paddle? It's called the paddle <laughs> question. But it is. So here's our robot cyborg question. At what point? They don't really have time to, to debate this question. Yeah. Because Merle pretty much immediately while they're it... talking about maybe <laughs> discussing a plan... Kind of jumps to the whole, I'm going to enact my plan without telling you what it is or Uh maybe knowing what it is. He's very good at this, yeah. Merle's just very excited to try out all of his new druid spells. Right? He's like, what about this He's like, will they even ask where I got these? Apparently not. Watch this. Here's a ball of fog. (laughs) Maybe he's trying to get them to ask. He just wants to show off a little bit. Like, Like, no no one even notices my new hat. Right. Come he on. keeps putting his face right in other people's line of sight just to be like, hopefully they'll ask about my hat. Nope, nobody's asking. They just are, is that the right plan? Is that the right move for now? And Taco says, yeah, bye. Yeah, I, I was very proud of Taco for yes-anding Merle's weird fog plan. Absolutely. Yes-anding. He has a plan, too. Like, he knows, especially... <laughs> Because he's like, yeah, Taco walks with it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, is anybody else? And Taco goes, no. no. Or Justin yeah. goes, no, no, nobody else go. So, like, he already knows exactly what he's going to do no. with it. And I was like, that's my foresight. Good job, boys. <laughs> There's this lovely thing about how all of them, the way that they work in tandem. And obviously, I think we would all agree of the three, um, Merle is the most of the wild card. But when you can, exactly like you said, when you can yes and it, and Taco can go, yeah, I can work with this. And then Magnus mm-hmm. can see Taco mm-hmm. and go, okay, I'm going to take the rest of them. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is how you split the party without it being a disaster. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because by them splitting the party, mm-hmm. they got the baddies to also split the party, mm-hmm. which was a bold and wonderful move. Well, I mean, if you're fighting, if you're fighting robots, right, they're like, they're smarter than you, or they're at least more logical than you. So yes. Like bringing these weirdos in is probably it was probably the, that was the, that was the strategy that was going to work, right? Because no one else, you know, no robot was going to think of that. Yeah, they're weird like, fantasy mm-hmm. ways. Okay, there's a there's a perfectly spherical fog cloud walking right. that way, and some guy running the other direction, <laughs> screaming, "I'm here to kill you." You know, I, I don't know, I don't know how you could have strategically responded to that other than what they did. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And so the robots don't know what to make of it. And <laughs> frankly, neither does the rest of the troops back on the hill. But Taco knows exactly what he's doing, like you said. And it reminded me of Overwatch um, back in the day, Junkrat, who uses explosives. Um, <laughs> his explosives used to hurt himself. And so a move you could do as a Junkrat player, would be to get yourself in the middle of the enemy team all grouped up, Mm. set off your big bomb, Uh which would destroy you in the process, but also took out the entire enemy team. So as Taco was making this move, making this sacrifice, Mm. I was like, I understand this play. I've made this play, (laughs) and I respect it. And luckily, Taco, just a a faint fuck in the distance. He's okay. He's alive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the most that I've ever wished that I had stayed in animation long enough to learn how to do oh kind of God. explosion things. Because, man, oh that's good. Gosh. Just, like, the fog dissipating, all this light bursting out, yeah. and then just, like, this the tiniest fuck is, like, <laughs> robot pieces are flying at the camera. 
<laughs> oh, it's so beautiful in my mind. What a hero. It's a hero you can depend on. I can't, oh, it it done hurt him bad, though. He did. What was yeah. it, 47? Yeah, yeah it was so. a lot. It was pretty high. He's just a little wizard. I feel like he's only got like 70 or so. He doesn't have a ton. Yeah, I feel like he's around 70 or 80 some. He would have to be based on where he, I mean, jumping ahead, where he winds up at the end. So yeah, yeah he's got to be around around mm-hmm. that, around 70. Yeah. So, twas a mighty sacrifice. And we will remember him always. <laughs> Well, and I have to take this moment also to say, listen, Magnus is just, he's really into Taco. And I don't, like, it's right there. It's always been right there. As Taco was, like, setting this off, he was, like, in the distance being like, god damn, that's hot. And then he was like, okay, what am I doing now? I didn't actually have a plan going into this. But here we go. I'm just going to run. That's the did... Magnus thing. <laughs> he was distracted for a moment like, ooh, I'm into whatever's happening there. I'll take a page out of his book and run away. Yeah, I, I mean, I did think this was an uh, overall very interesting role reversal because, yeah. like, Merle is kind of rushing into action instead of stopping to think about or discussing what he's going to do. Uh-huh. Not not in a bad mm-hmm. way in this context, but instead of, you know, kind of pondering or, or being worried about making the right choice. Um Taco is being self-sacrificial, and instead of fighting 150 robots at once, yeah. Magnus uses the grappling hook to make it look like he's way ahead of them exactly. and just hides on the side of a tower while they all run past. <laughs> like, oh, this tower's round anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> but again, I think that kind of plays into what you were saying. This It's this illogical nature of these things mm-hmm. that... Yeah, they were caught off guard. What do you? How do you even respond to that if you're if you're just processing things in a completely logical manner? And of course, the the things that work against your uh, your your fictional D and D enemies also tend to work against your DM because they wound up skipping some kind of elaborate <laughs> puzzle that Griffin had planned. <laughs> That's okay. He'll use it later. Says Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, who has robot arms and is uh, now proving. A difficult choice for Magnus. Does he hug her with these arms or does he try to tear them off? You know she oh, would have gotten sure. breakaway arms if that was at all possible. Mm, yeah, she is smart. I feel like, like this Magnus. has probably happened with her and this world's Magnus. Like, they've broken off so many times. She's like, I'm just going to have a few extra in my backpack at all times. Yeah. And then. It's upsy time. That's right. We are greeted by our old terrifying friend your old pal oh i love upsy don't don't make those noises for upsy he's your, oh. he's your lifting friend Brittany. don't you miss upsy aren't you so excited he's here i'm like him opening and it sounds like like digestion like noises yeah like He's like an elevator you would find in Silent Hill. I think I brought up, I did. I brought up Silent Hill a lot last episode, but guess what? We're still there because we have this flesh elevator that has come to pick us up. We can't escape Silent Hill. That's just where our podcast, surprise everybody, that's where we live. Silent Hill. (laughs) I I just enjoy, honestly, that that we're part of a fandom that will scream for elevators. That before he even managed to say Mm -hmm. that it was upsy, that everybody everybody just heard elevator and started screaming. And it was like, yeah. Yeah, he just indicated that there would be an elevator in the future, and everybody had already immediately jumped to, Upsy is here. (laughs) Or just thank God, Griffin got to keep feeding his elevator fetish, and here's another one. We just really love elevators. Elevator enthusiasts. This will be my my giveaway button at the next live show, (laughs) that is elevator enthusiast. That's an amazing idea, (laughs) and I endorse it wholeheartedly. That is a good one. So, okay, they get into this... Anne's favorite elevator, my <laughs> probably, <laughs> I'm not sure, I'm not sure how I feel about Upsy, really. But, they're, you know, they're thinking, hey, friend, yeah. even though he's a robot, we know each other. And Upsy lets him know, like, oh, well, the boss upstairs said not to let any organic organisms upstairs. And then decides, but, you know, I know you, and friends don't juice each other, <laughs> which I think is also a good button yes, you could make. Yes, it is. Yeah, it so. is. They, maybe they'll be there's a set. Another for us. <laughs> the upsy set, and they're just very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call them upsy. I would say the upsetting upsy set. There we go. This is a lot you of You took my and joke and then just revert, just flipped it. <laughs> You're the editor, though, Nelsie. So you can take that That's part true. out. <laughs> you could do whatever you want. Wouldn't that be funny if I'm like, 
all the jokes are just mine. I just re-record everybody's parts. I just sound just the funniest. (laughs) And then, again, (laughs) Merle and his new bag of tricks. Oh, my God. Using disguise self in the elevator to hide from the in plain sight. You already knows who he is. Like you've walked in, you've already started robbing the bank, and then you put on like a pair of Groucho Marx glasses, like and like the bank teller knows you. You went to high school all throughout this episode. Any version that maybe sounds like it's only the boys shouting at their father. No, no, this is Taco and Magnus. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Where was this back uh, back at the beginning when we were trying to get past three hundred robots? <laughs> And I like to imagine this is just as the doors close, you just hear the the shouting get muffled as they're then lifted up mm-hmm. to the top of this tower. By which time disguise self is always out. over the sounds of girl from Ipanema. Oh, of course. It's the MIDI, super MIDI version of it because <laughs> it has to be totally robotic. They love it. They finally make it to the top and are greeted by someone who sounds a lot like Dracula, but... I knew it wasn't Dracula because he said he's dressed more intimidating than fashionably or stylishly. Mm. We all know Dracula's Dracula is only he is style master on par with Taco. <laughs> he's on the trends. Well, and the that that accent wasn't quite there. There was like a hint of it's it. It's different, mm-hmm. yeah. But it wasn't. Could have been son of Dracula, maybe. Mm. I see. I didn't go Dracula. I, I actually went. I started wondering, like, before they even got there, I thought it was going to be Hodgepodge, and I was briefly confused by the description. And then I was like, "Hmm, yeah." There was something about like skin stealing robots mm-hmm. earlier. Maybe it is still Hodgepodge. So yeah. I figured it out very slightly before you had it, the it. reveal. Yeah, I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be on the elevator ride up. I thought it was going to be Lucas. And then at the reveal, I was like, well, yeah, that's not that would have made sense too. I don't know who this is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the very start of the show, I knew it had to be Hodgepodge. I, wa- I didn't know that was going to be Hodgepodge, but I was hoping Hodgepodge was going to be, you know, the big boss mm-hmm. at the end. That's so funny. Um, though, I do admit, I forgot his name. And I kept calling him Metatod. Uh, well, <laughs> like, if anybody's going to be like a robot halfway through, overlord. I was like, "Oh wait, I'm a t- yeah, for exactly. sure." Yeah, and for a hot second, just... my brain was like, "Knickknack, no, Hodgepodge." <laughs> oh, Knickknack would be such a cute robot. I got to make a new TFOC. Knickknack, son of Hodgepodge. Oh. <laughs> Hello, I am Knickknack, son of Hodgepodge. <laughs> He's adorable. We love him. But all that said, I'm amazed. I didn't think for a second. Hodgepodge. I think at the very beginning, my mind went to robots, and I was like, Noelle, who is no longer here, mm. of course, she got to she mm-hmm. got to be done with her task. But that did make me go to, of course, Lucas. So I think that's where, just in the back of my yeah. mind, I kept being like, "What are we oh, building up more to than here?" Fair. But never thought of Hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. You girls are so smart. Maybe I just wanted to see Hodgepodge again because I, I don't know. Fair. I mean, like I, think, I, I don't know yeah, why, I'm just but afraid of Hodgepodge. You know, I have one of those little uh, MIP robots, if anybody is familiar with those. So that's kind of always how I pictured, like, the first HodgePodge, because he's just cute and little. I always thought of the, uh, the, what's the Nintendo robot from, like, a billion years ago? I forget his name. Yeah, that was what I always Mm -hmm. pictured. Again, cute. See, and because his name is HodgePodge, I figure he's, like, built with rando pieces. Like, he always looked kind of creepy to me in my brain. HodgePodge is just, like, a mishmash of things. You guys listening, how did you picture HodgePodge? (laughs) I do really want to know. What's your canon? So I wanted HodgePodge 2.0 because now he's very put together. Mm. Now he's like a man. Very homogeneous. So now HodgePodge is more like a Mighty Tidy is what the name I came up to call him. <laughs> Mighty Tidy sounds like it's going to go pretty blue here. <laughs> just uh... Oh, dear. See, I was, just... I was already wandering off into thinking like, well... If the original HodgePodge was a children's toy, and then this version is, like, humanoid, but has, like, fancy outfit on, does his fancy outfit still have kind of, like, children's design shout-outs, like, in the lapels or something? Like, is it kind of a refined, grown-up version of some of the same motifs? I don't know why I'm doing character design for this character. (laughs) You got to. Follow your heart. I did appreciate Travis's Hodgeman joke. I don't know if you guys got that or not. I did. I thought that was... 
I, I thought that was Clint. I must have misheard it. I think it was Travis. But, uh, you know, sometimes they do sound alike. Not often, but sometimes. But occasionally, right? You'll be like, wait, who said yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Especially if I'm too busy laughing at the joke to be of concerned course. about who it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, that was a good one. Well, and then you think, you're like, okay, so we're going to, you know, here we go, round two and hodgepodge. Uh, but it's not that easy. Instead, uh, we have essentially uh, this another robot battle. Only this one is kind of like all of your Shadow Link battles in the Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. series. We're going to have to fight mm-hmm. ourselves. See, now we have to start keeping track of every time we've predicted something that we thought was going to be in a future live show. Because I swear we talked about Shadow Link and about how they could escalate you know? the live shows and that they were going to have to fight themselves. Or that maybe Magnus was going to have to fight himself. But I can't I prove that. I think we did. <laughs> I really... We could prove it by realistic to our We own could, show, but, but it was off who's got the time? Um, if anybody's listening to us like rapid fire, let us know. Do yeah, you talk say that? But I think we did. I think we had come to the realization where like they're too overpowered. The only people strong yeah. enough That's, to fight them are themselves. This sounds right. So I do yeah. believe we did do this. I think you're correct. God, we are so good at this, you guys. Mm-hmm. I am very excited by this scenario, regardless of whether or not we had potentially posited something similar. Yeah, this was a fun way to do it. Oh, good. And creepy. When you think about the fact that they three went missing and now here they are all mutilated and destroyed. Oh, so sad. It's more like a Borg scenario. Yeah. Yeah. As much as it was hilarious that Magnus says he calls Merle at the beginning, they do (laughs) begin to sort of face off with each other, it seems like they're going to. Magnus fights himself first yes yes and does some significant damage um and then merle does mass heal wounds which is good because taco's nearly dead yes merle does mass heal wounds in the most like forlorn like i guess if i have to like (laughs) he was like again really wants them to notice hey guys i'm a druid now no one has said anything (laughs) Mm -hmm. fine i'll pull out my cleric spells that's exactly well it's i mean it's less fun though i mean from the standpoint of like you're in the middle of this battle like having to be the person who's who's on heal who has to just kind of hang mm-hmm. back and do that, like, so that other people can fight. It's kind of, it's less exciting. So, like, I understand why it's less appealing in the heat of the moment to, to use that, even when you know you need to. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, of course, it's Merle, and he's just, he's never really, really, like, excitedly embraced being the person who's keeping <laughs> your party alive. It's always been like, yeah. fine, I guess I will maybe do my job if I remember. You're welcome. <laughs> A little bit of that. Well, considering how often these folks keep blowing themselves up, I guess you can't really blame them. <laughs> I was going to make an Overwatch reference, and you made it even stronger. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes you have to play the healer, even if it's not your strong suit, and you're not excited about it. And it certainly doesn't make your job any easier when your teammates are getting themselves killed. Well, and Griffin Griffin is using their robot selves as a means to just savagely drag them. Yeah. Or drag their characters it's because true. the robot library Merle... is open and they are all being read. Because <laughs> Robot Merle just yells "Zone of Truth" no matter what he's doing, and he's trying he's trying to cast Firestorm, but it comes out as purify food and drink. <laughs> like that's his first. Move. Oh my god, that was so funny! <laughs> and I think through a lot of us for a loop, we're like, wait, I thought he was casting Zone of Truth. Like, oh no, that's just what he says as a catchphrase now. Good show, good show. I mean, I thought I thought that was pretty uh, brilliant meta commentary of that. Well, they're robots, mm-hmm. so they they all shout, you know, whatever their catchphrase is. Uh-huh, they uh-huh. default. You can only code so much that quick. It's only been three days. Yeah. Now I didn't write down this battle. Taco lays hands on Robo Magnus, which Ooh. I immediately went. Whoa, whoa, of course whoa. he does. That was extremely brutal and equally creative to use alchemy as an attack spell against. I mean, that was. Yeah. I mean, dang, Justin, I, I was really impressed by that. It was like, I of all of the possible scenarios of, of what I think I would have thought of or anybody I know would have thought of in that scenario, it would not have been that that spell that way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair that Griffin made him rein it in a little bit because instant kill, I mean, that would have been, that would have been rough, like just instant kill on him. Um, I know, and part of me yeah. was like, let him do it. I mean, it is what it is, but I, it's fair. I I took it as... Griffin not wanting them to murder their alternate selves. Yeah. Like, 
could you find a way to save them instead? Well, and that's what the boys wondered, too. But didn't he say no? Mm-hmm. He said no, but I wondered if it was, like, mm. a safe face. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not trying to railroad you gotcha. into doing this thing. But, yeah. like, I guess that's true, because this universe is going to continue on. I genuinely did not even think of that. So <laughs> Clear is just like, yeah, yeah destroy them. Who cares? <laughs> I've been hanging out with these guys, too. <laughs> But he does give Magnus the gift of being able to tear off these. I mean, he could have torn <laughs> off his arms anyway. <laughs> but now they're wooden. He can make a nice chair out of them later. Oh. There you go. This will be the second set of wooden arms he has had. What yeah, you right. Yeah. When he was a mannequin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Magnus, huh. we've been through so much. <laughs> <laughs> what a rich history you have. <laughs> Well, and then doesn't he tear off the arms and beat Robot Magnus with them? Yeah, although not not until does. slightly later, but yes. Oh, okay. And makes the best pun of asking if this is the same as his unarmed attack. Uh, yeah. Good dad joke. That's what he's got to do. I could just imagine the Travis face that happened after he said that. Oh, you know exactly the just face. Like we can the all picture right mouth. now. The whole table could fit wide his mouth, mouth. Side eyes. Oh my gosh. You know it. You love it. But we've we've managed to speed right past Taco pitching his own spinoff series with his robot oh, self, yeah. Taco and the Bot. The Dream. <laughs> Their buddy cop show. I mean, it's an it's a killer idea. Literally, because he wants to say like, "Well, we'll kill these two robots for sure. Maybe the other two have to go. Like, maybe we are the only <laughs> yeah. living survivors to make this show reality." <laughs> Again, I'm kind of here for it. Just kidding. I love these boys, but that would be a neat way a to show. spice up the next live show. Everyone's yeah. good. Here's two tacos. Enjoy. Double Taco Tuesday. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Unfortunately, Robot Taco is not on board with this because yeah. he shoots actual missiles at them instead of magic <laughs> missiles, which I enjoyed a great deal. It was really good. And then this is where Magnus beats himself with his own arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't, right? I mean... Right? Again, Shadow Link, we've all been there. Uh-huh. And then Merle busts out yet another druid spell, <laughs> Polymorph. Well, and then this is the spell that Taco has too, right? That's how yeah. Dupree comes about? Yeah, Taco has it too. Okay. I was just... I was I couldn't remember if I was making that up or if that was a different spell. But regardless, yes. Merle, druid, Polymorph. <laughs> and then, of course, he turns Robo Taco into a kitty. <laughs> And it's, he's very particular about what kind yeah. of cat, a marmalade yes. cat, as our as us cat so fanciers cute. like to call them, with a fluffy tail, which is that Griffin immediately says is actually a robot tail, and he's got a robot eye, which I love. <laughs> I love all this. And a yeah. tiny robot umbrella. Aww. Like cocktail, oh cocktail stirrer size in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it's perched behind his ear because he doesn't have a postable. Oh, maybe he does. Maybe he's polydactyl and has those thumbs. Ooh. Clint, this we're going to need a little more this. clarification. <laughs> how many how many toe beans does he have, Clint? Clint. I do not know how to draw cats. I, I have tried in the past, but I oh. very strongly support any possible fan art of Kitako. Can we call it Kitten Taco? Kitako. Yeah. Talk cat. Talk cat. Is he get? Okay, is, is Taco getting back at... Merle or a robot Merle for doing his fire attack when he <laughs> he decides to play even dirtier than he's been playing this entire time and get into robot Merle's memories wherein he reminds him oh I'm your I'm your I'm your daddy papa your papa <laughs> I thought it was vengeance but it might have just been uh, he was using it yeah I mean he was just kind of <laughs> well robot Merle had just attacked them and and nearly kills taco the move before so i think it was it was kind of a revenge thing mm. uh, partially mm-hmm. at least and a way of saving his ass exactly yes. at this time i believe robo Merle is the only one that hasn't been like scathed by something yeah mm. yeah there hadn't i He's don't the think the only one been... that hasn't been altered in some way mm-hmm. <laughs> via the fight so yeah a good move now he's suddenly your robot son, and you're gonna ride around on his shoulders. <laughs> Amazing. These are these are this this uh this whole battle. I mean, well, the earlier battles too, but this whole battle it took a turn for the real weird. I mean, I I Just I'm bizarre. loving it, but because at this point, like, armless robot Magnus is on the floor, 
I guess mm-hmm. Hodgepodge 2.0 is mostly just kind of standing there for, for a lot of this. He does attack a little bit, I think, with a, like his arm blade or whatever. But yeah. But and then they're basically they're facing down at this point a kitten version of Robot Taco. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I mean, a, lo- a lot is happening. So much is going and on. And I like to think because as each move takes about six seconds, right? Yeah. Yeah. So as around, oh, no, it's around. Oh, right, Merle right. is attacking Robo Taco. It's turning him to a kitten. Like, Taka sees this, like, okay, that I got Merle. In the background, I just still see Magnus beating Robo Magnus with his own arms. <laughs> He's just While saying, stop hitting yourself, or why are you hitting yourself? Or... <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the scene. And yeah, and and then Hodgepodge just be like, oh, this, this isn't at all what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> they oh, took a turn for the goofy. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> He's checking through his spell book. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be happening. Okay. Well. It happened. Maybe. <laughs> He's the only one that noticed this. Maybe Merle became a druid <laughs> in this time off. He was the only one. <laughs> well, and then does Hodgepodge attack Taco then? And Magnus tries to protect him? Uh, Or does Taco Cat? No, no. It's Taco. Taco, Taco Cat. Cat shoots lasers out of his eyes. Oh, right, because he's jealous. Yeah, he goes full He goes full laser cat against Taco <laughs> and, uh-huh. and Robot Merle. Uh, and Robot Merle throws Over him time. out the window <laughs> in vengeance for his daddy. How dare you? <laughs> it's very sweet. Ooh, he gets a he gets a good chunk of Taco too. He says he, he does. puts a yeah. hole right through him. Yeah, yeah Taco's not is looking good for Taco. Out of HP, that is for sure. Yeah. This is shit's getting real on this one. And Merle takes yeah. a, a pretty bad beating from from Hodgepodge two point right after that because yeah. every I think pretty mm-hmm. much every time Magnus tried to use protection fighter, he didn't succeed, so he couldn't quite right. couldn't quite help out on those. Yeah, I think he, like, got it once earlier on in the episode, but for sure in this fight. And I really like, actually, then that being kind of uh, part of the story, too, Hodgepodge hitting Merle so hard, knocking him down to apparently one hit point that Travis used that to be like, Magnus is pissed and goes ham on... I called him John here in my notes. Hot. Clearly, that's oh. where my mind was. Any, nope. any guy, any bad guy in a suit is John. I thought we were friends, Merle. Um, <laughs> Magnus, yeah, goes ham on Hodgepodge. Yeah, and because not only is it like you just really hurt my friend, but then also, how do we stop this guy? He's kind of yeah. Terminator, Terminatoring, which I do know that that he can turn into like Alex Mack liquid. Um, <laughs> well, that's I love that you too. don't get the Terminator reference that you had to go to Alex Mack. <laughs> I run an Alex Mack fan site, <laughs> but yeah, the the it's less effective than he's used to having the flaming yeah. raging po- poisoning sort of doom be because yeah. of that what was he's great fighting for me. I love that. Yeah. And it looks like it's going to go even further south because Merle uses Call Lightning, I think is the name of the spell. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. able to dodge it by going liquid. But. Right. Sudden twist. A really good twist. It didn't have to hit Hodgepodge. It hit his, what would you even call it? His his server towers. His, his, there it his is. Brain yeah, trust. I just called them the servers. Yeah. yeah. That's what they needed to do. Which obviously is a stroke of luck on their part. Do you think. I mean, obviously, I think the boys eventually would have realized yeah. we can't yeah. hit him. We have to hit what's controlling him. Um, but I don't know how long that would have taken. And especially with how hurt Taco and Merle were, that's yeah. they were getting pretty mm-hmm. close. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly, like, who hasn't been in that boss fight where you suddenly realize, like, oh, wait, I can't attack this part. I have to attack the other part. Uh-huh. What and it is often pieces? not before you have to try it again. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so lucky, good move by Merle. Mm-hmm. With another druid spell, yes? Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Congratulations, Merle. Finally, everyone turned and went, Merle, you're like a level four druid, aren't you? He goes, finally. You guys <laughs> noticed. Book. Let's all go home. <laughs> Let's all go get a big bowl of ice cream. I'm buying. <laughs> and then it just fades <laughs> out from there. Uh, but really, I kept... This is where I write in my notes, I kept waiting from the start for to find when Lucas would play into all of mm. this. And uh-huh. since he never did, do you think that Hodgepodge maybe killed him? Yeah, I Probably. think. Yeah, and I wondered if he'd killed him, like, when the uprising first happened. Yeah. 
that that maybe that was mm-hmm. like the instigating event that he went out of control Ooh. and killed his creator and then and that's kind of like that's all organics yeah that's like the traditional start of a story right you kill god and then you have to oh yeah 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 and then you become god yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's i mean unless unless we somehow get more lore on this one i feel like that just because he was never yeah brought up until of course at least this universe's lucas wasn't brought up and then mm-hmm. as our their portal opens to hopefully it's the one that will send them back home their their quantum leap <laughs> robo angus or hang on wait no that <laughs> old old angus old angus robot angus would have been real older? dark Oh God! Can you imagine? Um, older. Well, I mean, because it's it's in the future, hot, but also he Angus. said he fell. He said he fell I into hot, dateable version <laughs> Angus. Well, he said there was a problem with uh, with time yeah. and space or something that like reality that there were these holes and yeah. that he fell into one and came out older. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like and the, the perfect like fan fiction plot device. Like, well, I want him older, so now he's thirty two. <laughs> Also, he's big. Wait, and he's hot I'm sorry. And he's, are you what? are you are, are you picturing grizzled old Angus as 32? Well, that's why I didn't know if he was old or older. If he was um, just like a big hulk. Voice wise, I want to say older than 32, but, but maybe that's also just my ego. Like that, and so to carry, and so to It's like what qualifies as old? I don't know. 32 is like your old grizzled threshold. I mean, if you're playing a Japanese <laughs> See, RPG, I never... yes. I never took him as grizzled. I didn't either. I, I thought that was just a little with the voice, maybe. I don't know. Okay, they, all right. Well, we had a oh, different... But everyone... It, that's the gasoline, <laughs> remember. That's making them all everybody, have that terrible voice. Everybody chime in. We'll do a... The poll will be how old is hot, dateable, Angus McDonald. <laughs> uh, well, we don't know how old he is. Uh, maybe he has, like, an injured situation going on. Is he older? Is he younger? I don't know if I mind either way. But he does warn them. The only way, somehow he knows, the only way to subvert this reality in your own time is to kill Lucas Miller. And uh, they're fine with that. They are all totally behind it. I mean, none of them have Just really ever liked in. Lucas. And... He brought it back when he showed up with Upsy, your lifting friend, and, like, helped in the final battle. So I feel like Lucas has probably gotten a little bit more, uh, on, a little bit more cred from everybody. Mm-hmm. Taco does have a beautiful, tearful goodbye with his yeah. son. And then he tells, And yeah. then <laughs> sidelines and tells Angus you to, put him you down. know, oh, murder that guy. Yeah. P.S. Yeah, he's, For he's sure. not gonna. Old yeller him. <laughs> we didn't we fix can't. anything, really. Yes. <laughs> Also, there's a taco cat that's probably roaming around outside. Cats land on their feet. Yeah, and it was part robot, so it does seem like maybe that didn't kill it. I don't know. Yeah, they should have warned. Possibility for a sequel? Question mark? The end? Question mark? (laughs) And then it's just a taco cat's eyes glowing. (laughs) Meanwhile, in another dimension. They wake up in Lucas's house. (laughs) And then they kill him. They threatened to kill him. I kind of wish they did, because they for sure don't. (laughs) They immediately go back on everything they totally got. Yeah, no problem. We got this. They're like, just don't build a robot. What do you know Lucas is going to do? He's lied before. That guy's a jerk. He's shown us he can't what be a, That's all he knows is lying. Lucas. But can you imagine what a downer it would be to like end the live show on if they were like, oh. and then we kill Lucas. Good night, everybody. That would have been like, a huge bummer. So that's, again, I mean, we get to the end question true. marks on this live show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's definitely going to come around because there's it no way he's going to stop working on that robot. Maybe they're leaving it open for the fan fiction. Well, I, I admit that in the course of them talking about this other reality or possibly the future, it was kind of both at the same time or not clear because I think they didn't really want to be bothered with that, which I can respect. Yeah. Um, that uh, all the talk about tears in the fabric of reality. And I've, yeah. I've still that I, I had posited that in the past. And I do remember that I did say that on Mike about what Garfield's up to yes. and whether or not this mm. is going to come to a head at some point yeah. in the next few live shows. Yeah, it it sounds like we got to be ramping up to something. I could even, for what it's worth, yeah. I don't know if this is a thing that they would actually do, but I could see them ending the coda stories, if you will, these like kind of mm-hmm. um, OVA extras that we've been getting for the balance <laughs> wow. arc in an 
out of live show settings. Oh. You know what I mean? Just to be like, just because there's so, it's hard to cram an entire story with fighting, with lore into a single live show. No, absolutely. Well, and we can see that for sure when they say, in in the interest of time, yeah, you kill uh-huh. it, and it rolls over him, and moving on. Exactly. So, yeah. no, I totally agree. Oh, I would love that. So, if there's going to be a second finale, I I could see it happening on their own. Yeah, that would be an interesting way to handle it. I think we should tweet Griffin. Oh, he doesn't check he Twitter doesn't. anymore. He doesn't. Damn it. He te- he checks it occasionally. Apparently, we talked about this on the our, on the last episode. I should listen to that one. <laughs> Brittany Bailey, you son of a bitch. Okay, now everybody go on Twitter and shame Brittany shame. Bailey, who is ah. who does read Twitter. That's right. Circle I mean, up. Shame. Not that shame. Much. Shame. <laughs> Anyway, robots are better than people. What a great episode. <laughs> uh, is there anything we Thanks, for... Especially cat robots. <laughs> is there anything we forgot to mention earlier that we want to bring up now? Brief shout out to Taco doing Future Voice. Yes. And just saying that he was highly suggestible. <laughs> and then Clint doing Batman. Love I, the I thought work. that was great. It was. <laughs> Good call, good call. Whether they needed to be pushed out the, the door to action with a broom or not, I I was glad that they, they managed to get that in. <laughs> Just a quick, you gotta get those zingers in. And I think we hit all of mine too, so that leads us to our poll. We'll we'll get to the last amnesty poll on the next amnesty episode. Two weeks. So we don't have any results for you this time, but we still have a poll. Okay, so we had Brock Thickstone and we had Brock Knifebone. We want to know what other Brocks you think will get killed before we get to know them. We will have that pull up over on our Twitter at Romancing Zone. And we will check you back in Kepler in two weeks. Till then, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kerr. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Romancing the Zone.